You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening and welcome to the Locked on Pistons podcast, your emergency episode for Monday, February the 8th, and a trade on the afternoon of Super Bowl Sunday. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Locked on Pistons podcast, the sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get 20% off your next order. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word about the Locked On Pistons podcast. We are here every day. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We got reaction. We're looking ahead to the trade deadline on later in March. I believe it's the 25th, but uh, no need to wait for March for the Pistons to make some deals. We're going to tell you today what the deal is, how it became final. I've also got some thoughts on the trade. Spoiler alert, I like it quite a bit, actually. And we're going to recap the games over the weekend. Yes, the Pistons did play basketball out west while you were sleeping. They played in Phoenix on Friday night against the Lakers on Saturday. And hopefully you stayed up for that one and watched that one. One of the more entertaining Pistons games of the season as they almost made the season sweep of the defending world champion. So give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H. Another underscore for that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. Show contributor extraordinaire Brian Shook can be found on Twitter as well at bshook12. He runs the Locked on Pistons Twitter account too. And check us out at the playmichigan.com Twitter account play underscore Michigan. But the Pistons, as we're speaking... Uh, very recently finalized the deal with the New York Knicks, one that f- broke a little bit yesterday that, that Derrick Rose would be traded, and then kind of the framework of the deal came into place early on Sunday afternoon and then about 4 o'clock or so after Shams Sharania and James Edwards III of The Athletic were kind of breaking most of the news about it. The deal became official. we got to keep track of Shams versus Woj, right? Who wins the scoops? So Woj got the official word of the trade out there at 4 o'clock. But who wins that one? I don't know. I think Shams and James had the, the framework of the deal put together and it didn't really change from then until when it struck. And here it is. Derek Rose of the Detroit Pistons headed over to the New York Knicks for a reunion with former Bulls coach Tom Thibodeau and a coach in Minnesota as well. So why not just bring him to New York? Derek Rose and Tibbs back together again. Coming back to Motown, Dennis Smith Jr., still only 23 years old, and uh, a second-round pick for the 2021 draft. That's the one coming up this summer, and that would be via the Charlotte Hornets. So the Pistons replenishing their stock of second-round picks. As we know, the Pistons do not have their own second-round pick for the next six years. Coincidentally, the New York Knicks are the team that has the Pistons' first round or second-round pick this coming year. They also have the 2023 version second-round pick, and then 2024 through 2026 are second-round picks of the Pistons that are headed to the Los Angeles Clippers in the Luke Kennard deal. The 2022 Pistons' second-round pick 
is one of those conditional picks that will be sent out by the Pistons, but it's either going to be Sacramento, Washington, or Chicago. The second round picks that they sent out to that the Knicks have were originally owned by the Philadelphia 76ers after the Pistons traded them to get the Kyrie Thomas pick back in 2018. So the 2022 pick, that was part of the Jameer Nelson deal to the Bulls. And then the 2024 is the Luke Kennard deal through through 26 to the Clippers. That's just wanted to get that out of the way. Also, Bobby Marks of ESPN.com reporting that uh, this is eating away at some of the New York Knicks cap space. They still have some of that. And the Pistons shed some salary in this deal. So that was a good thing for the old uh, balance sheet there for the Pistons. And, um, yeah, just not much from a financial perspective that's really worth talking about for the Pistons. Now, uh, the, the Knicks obviously have Derrick Rose's bird rights going into next season, so if they want to bring back the unrestricted free agent next year, they can certainly do that. The Pistons, however, uh, now have restricted rights for Dennis Smith Jr. However, that's not going to come into play pretty much guaranteed because to to maintain those restricted rights the Pistons would have to give Dennis Smith Jr. a qualifying offer this offseason, and that qualifying offer is going to be too much to uh, to warrant uh, a kind of a reclamation project type of player who you're not going to be wanting to give that type of money. I'm, as we talk here, I'm trying to pull up what the qualifying offer is. I believe it's something like over $8 million in a one-year contract, so not something that's realistic that the Pistons would be giving up uh, for him. Yeah, $7.7 million on the qualifying offer, according to Bobby Marks. So this is a tryout. This is Dennis Smith Jr. coming to the Pistons on a tryout. This is the same guy who recently asked. He's, he's out of the rotation. He is not playing for the New York Knicks as of the time of the trade. Turns out that he had a bit of a thigh bruise, I believe, during training camp. So that put him out about seven or eight games. And Tom Thibodeau is not one of these rebuilding guys. He's going to play his players. Kevin Knox, Frank Nittalakina, these guys are also out of the rotation right now for the Knicks. They're going with Obi Toppin, uh, who the new regime, Leon Rose and company, brought in. And uh, and Tom Thibodeau is just going with his guys. There come some of those veterans. Julius Randle playing really well. The Knicks, look, they're on a playoff push right now. These guys are playing really well uh, for the first time in a while. There might be a little bit of excitement around the team. So this is a little bit of a win-now situation, a little bit of a culture situation as Derrick Rose, as we know, very familiar with Tom Thibodeau and vice versa. Pulling up the standings here as we speak, the Knicks did lose to the Miami Heat on Sunday. so that, But they're 11-14, solidly in the eighth spot right now. And, of course, the top ten make the play-in tournament as well, 7-10. through 10. So a lot of reasons for the Knicks to make this move. Dennis Smith Jr., uh, a few weeks back, he's out of the rotation, he's healthy now, but uh, is not playing and asked to be part of the G League bubble with the Westchester Knicks. That's starting up this week. So the plan was that he was going to join his G League team in the bubble. What does that mean for him? Does he join the Pistons now and become basically the backup point guard? That is my assumption, and it's too early to tell. We'll see. The Pistons are back in action on Tuesday night at home against Bruce Brown and the Brooklyn Nets. They will be without Kevin Durant. So a lot of questions unanswered right now. We're not exactly sure. I, I, I the other option would be if, if he's all ready to go into the G League bubble, maybe the Pistons could loan him to a team and get him into the G League bubble. My assumption, again, is that he will join the Pistons and play minutes right away. This is a tryout. 
This will be a situation where he's going to have the ball in his hands. He's going to—he's a scoring point guard. We're going to talk about Dennis Smith uh, quite a bit here today and going forward. I got brother Brian working on the uh, the deep dive that we'll have in Tuesday's episode, and, and I have some thoughts on the deal. But this is a clear reclamation project, and uh, we'll talk about what Dennis Smith needs to do to uh, in in. In gratify himself and to get himself into the good graces of his new coach, Dwayne Casey, and try to rebuild what was once a promising NBA career. This is a guy that was a, a centerpiece of sorts in the Kristaps Porzingis trade from the Dallas Mavericks to the New York Knicks. Now, that trade really hasn't worked out for either side. Porzingis is not the superstar that he looked like he was going to be in his early days with the Knicks. And, of course, Dennis Smith Jr.'s struggles have led uh, that trade to not look so good for the Knicks either. So it's kind of a a yawner on both sides of the deal. And, uh, if we're being honest, Rose for Smith could end up being something similar to that. But I do like this deal, and I will tell you why. That's coming up next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But first... This episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times, in Style Magazine, or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you all about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com, and when they're gone... They are gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for your unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. Yes, sir! Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Locked on Pistons here. I'm your host, Matt Shook, talking about the big trade that the Pistons made on Sunday afternoon. They did play basketball over the weekend. Brother Brian's got the game recaps a little bit later for that. This will serve as your Monday episode for Locked on Pistons, despite coming out early on Sunday afternoon. But yeah, Rose off to the New York Knicks and the Pistons getting Dennis Smith Jr. and the Charlotte pick in the draft next year. So the Pistons do now have two picks going into next season in the second round. That is the Toronto Raptors pick and also the Charlotte Hornets pick. So right now those guys are kind of neck and neck in the Eastern Conference standings. Of course, we do project that the Charlotte Hornets will finish below the Toronto Raptors so that that Hornets pick is going to be something more significant for the Pistons when all is said and done. It's a good thing, though. You know, will that turn into another the three players on draft night? We know that Troy Weaver is uh, ready to wheel and deal as well, and hopefully the Pistons end up with some sort of top five pick in the draft too. But this is a way that you can juice other trades, right? You can say, hey, we'll give you the Toronto pick if we can move up uh, spots in future drafts, or, you know, it's just it's just good to have second round picks. And it's just ironic, you know, anytime the Pistons are involved in second round pick trades, it's kind of funny, right? Because they've been so willing to dispatch their own second round picks to make things happen. The Luke Kennard trade being the most obvious version of that. They unloaded three straight years of second round picks from 24 to 26 and another second round pick that they had in their pantry from Portland as well 
it for the right to trade Luke Kennard and take back Roddy Magruder and the number 19 pick, which ended up being Sadiq Bay from the Los Angeles Clippers. So it's it's funny that the Pistons are kind of making this deal given that they're the team that's been poo-pooing second-round picks. But that being said, as unconventional as Troy Weaver's offseason was, drawing ire of cuckoos like me out there and the national media pretty much to a T, um, and by the way, it's been proven so far that uh, Troy Weaver's moves have been pretty good. And I think, you know, I gave him a D plus for his offseason. Um, that will be changing when we do our, I think about all-star break, we'll probably do a midseason look back on those deals, maybe grade each of the individual deals and give him an offseason grade as well. Hey, we've got to fill up content during all-star week. So we'll, we'll give a re, I, I got a spoiler alert on that episode though. The D plus that I gave him at the end of the offseason about how his offseason went in Detroit, that's going to improve. That's going to be better than a D plus given a few months of evidence in uh, one way or the other. Of course, Jeremy Grant being the biggest reason for an uptick in Troy Weaver's job performance, but as unconventional as using the stretch provision as quickly as, as much as they did, uh, using the first-round pick to get another late first-round pick from Houston in the Trevor Ariza-Isaiah Stewart deal. And unconventional moves, giving away $60 million to Jeremy Grant, an unconventional move at the time, uh, giving Mason Plumley three years of a guaranteed contract with a trade kicker on top of that. Keep that in mind. Mason Plumley's not going to go very quietly. Uh, I've heard some rumors, or not rumors, but whispers from people about Mason Plumley possibly being traded this year. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I would be surprised if that happens. And if the Pistons get value back from Mason Plumlee, I'm going to have to eat a lot of crow along with along with others, but certainly me as well for someone ripping on that deal. Again, I don't suspect that's going to happen. And I don't suspect that that crow will be dished up to me. But this trade in particular, Derek Rose, this is as conventional as it gets. As, as unconventional as Troy Weaver's moves, some of them were this offseason. And the Josh Jackson move is a good one. We knew that at the time. That was conventional as well. But trading off, uh, you know, assets such as Derrick Rose, veteran players who we really don't have much of a use for this season and certainly in beyond as well, and getting whatever you can for them in the open market, that is as conventional as a rebuild move can possibly be. And when you have a bad team like the Pistons are at 5-18, and 18, you have minutes available for young players. This is the start of what we're going to see the rest of the season. Those of us who have been complaining about the young guys not getting enough minutes, um, the young guys not being able to finish, we'll continue complaining about that. Don't get me wrong. But from now on, basically, this is like the signal that, that things are changing. You're going to get you're going to get more Saban Lee minutes than you could possibly have ever wanted. You're going to see Isaiah Stewart going up against starting centers during context of games. Now, maybe that won't happen right away. The flip isn't switched or the, 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 the switch isn't flipped right away just because of this Derrick Rose trade. But that's the direction that this season is headed. It's the right direction. I just kind of wish they would have sprinkled in some of those components a little bit earlier on in the season. Dennis Smith Jr., again, Brother Brian's going to have a big deep dive on him for Tuesday. But uh, a, a very productive player for the Dallas Mavericks early on in his career, traded to the New York Knicks as part of the Kristaps Porzingis deal. And, man, it just has not gone well in any way for Dennis Smith Jr. He had some personal issues. His uh, stepmother died last year. 
and uh, you know, kind of was written about quite a bit. And I, he gave an emotional on the court interview after a game. Uh, definitely messed with his season last year. You hate to see, um, obviously, they hate to see those things for anyone happening personally to them. But uh, just the way that uh, that that went for his career was also unfortunate as well. So it comes into training camp. Tom Thibodeau comes in as the new coach. Leon Rose. Um, they've got Alfred Payton as a point guard. They drafted Emmanuel quickly out of. Uh, Kentucky as well, and they also have um, uh, Nidal Aquina, who, who has the ball in his hands sometimes soon, sometimes too. Well, Quickly's playing very well, and Quickly probably ended up taking any opportunities for minutes that Dennis Smith Jr. may have had. We saw how poorly that Dennis Smith played in the preseason with the Knicks against the Pistons in two games at Little Caesars Arena. The writing was on the wall. Tom Thibodeau is not going to be a patient guy, especially with his point guards. Veteran coaches like Tom Thibodeau want to be familiar with the players that they have, especially at the point guard position, and Derrick Rose is certainly that. Um, it seems like a win for the Knicks and a win for the Pistons as well. I like this trade on both sides. Nothing wrong with liking the trade on both sides for both teams. Another thing that Leon – this is something to not to uh, not forget. Leon Rose and the New York Knicks are trying to build a team in a, in a franchise that is friendly to free agents, right? Um, that's been something that you've been trying to do under owner James Dolan for a long time, very unsuccessfully there in Madison Square Garden. But kind of a slant that they're taking is they're trying to become a Kentucky team. Obviously, we know John Calipari has all the one-and-dones. He's got connections to every player in the league uh, that has a lot of talent uh, based on his players that he's had at Kentucky. So this is a team that wants to bring in former Kentucky players, the Anthony Davises of the world down the line, those kinds of, of players. You know, So quickly, it was, not a, uh, it was not a surprise that he was drafted by the New York Knicks late in the first round. So what does Derrick Rose have to do with this? Well, who was Derrick Rose's college coach at Memphis? That's right. It was John Calipari. So there, this is part of that Kentucky connection. Even though Derrick Rose didn't go to Kentucky, they're trying to build. And, yes, it helps their Q rating. It helps their playoff push this year. But it's also like fostering that college dorm uh, kind of opportunity. Of course, now these guys are multi-multi-millionaires by the time they get to the NBA. So it's part of that whole process that they're doing in New York. It's a little bit weird, but it's also a little bit savvy as they're trying to get the right connections together. Leon Rose, a former agent himself, trying to build kind of an agent-friendly type of situation there. A little bit of what the Pistons tried to do with Arn Tellum and still continue to do with him being a major part of the front office. That was the reason that Derrick Rose came here. It, hey, it went well for the Pistons. Um, I thought that they should have been exploring trading him last year more than they did. It sounded like the price tag was very high and that they were asking for lottery picks. That wasn't going to happen. We know from some reporting that the Pistons were offered Alex Caruso in a second from the Los Angeles Lakers. Smart to turn that down. Now, they weren't going to get a lottery pick, and Caruso in a second wasn't enough. Was there something in between that? Was there a possibility of taking on some bad money and maybe getting a late first-round pick? Maybe you could have gotten that that Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart type of pick and not given up the Luke Kennard in the Clippers deal or the future first in the Houston deal. Maybe there would have been a way to try to get out of that type of situation if they had traded Rose last year. That's something that we don't know. That's the behind-the-scenes stuff that hasn't really been reported on either side. But as it turns out, a swing for Dennis Smith and a pick that might be in the low 30s in the draft second round next year 
pretty good haul. I mean, it's it's not as good as what you would have hoped for Derrick Rose on a value contract, and especially given how well he played last year. But that wasn't Troy Weaver's doing. That was before he got here. So for Troy Weaver, as the general manager of the Detroit Pistons, for me, this is a good trade. This is a B plus, A minus, something like that. We'll call it uh, an A minus, just because I want to see what Dennis Smith looks like with some minutes with the ball in his hands, and with an opportunity to prove and, and reclamate his NBA career going forward. If he proves himself to Dwayne Casey, maybe he comes back on a value contract going forward as well. So win-win here. And uh, Derrick Rose with the young guys in the second unit, it just wasn't going well this year. So even from that perspective, uh, it's, it's good for this team to kind of move forward from Derrick Rose, who was a great soldier here, who was a nice pickup for the Pistons, who did a lot of great work. I know there's some Pistons fans that maybe weren't even Pistons fans before Rose got in. Uh, I know he's got big fans across the country as well, and it's great for them that they can watch him play once again at Madison Square Garden for one of the marquee teams of the NBA, even though they've had all sorts of struggles in the past several, several years. But up next... We're going to talk about those games from over the weekend. The Pistons played a marathon with the LA Lakers and also played in Phoenix too. Brother Brian's got the details. That's coming up next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Lockdown Network, your team, every day. It's bang the over, Brother Brian, and you know what I'm here to talk to you about. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And you know I got to tell you guys about Built Bar. Not a day goes by that I eat at least one, and if we're being honest, probably more like two or three Built Bars per day. It is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than the OGs. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. The six new ones, there's other new ones too as well. I'm excited about to tell you about a flavor of a free sample that I got over the weekend. We were in the group chat of Lockdown NBA hosts and uh, not company men just or company folks, but just doing uh, the Lord's work and telling each other about how good this new flavor was. I'll tell you guys about that one later. But the six new ones in the, the mixed pack right now are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp as well. Add that to the 12 OGs, flavors like peanut butter and toffee almond. Man, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're damn good too. Soft and easy to chew. These Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy. You lose or maintain the weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Built Bar is great for the keto diet or whatever kind of low-carb diet you are working on, and you should. It helps kill that belly fat like it did for your boy, Matt. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKDOWN, all one word, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking NBA games and locks. All winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Brother Brian's got the details from the Pistons wrapping up their West Coast swing in Phoenix and L.A. It was ugly on the standings, 
But what a game it was on Saturday night. This is your Pistons game recap. LeBron hangs onto it in the corner. Doubled, and now he's just one-on-one -on -one against Plumlee. Shot clock at four. Now it's at three. He'll turn and fire and fill it up. The Pistons dropped a pair out west over the weekend in two very different ways, but have now lost four in a row on the road to fall to 5-18 and just 1-10 on the road, with losses in Phoenix and Los Angeles to the Lakers. Friday night in Phoenix was a dismal 17-point loss, 109-92, and saw the Suns build up a 13-point halftime lead and never look back in the Pistons' second-worst defeat this season and third straight double-digit loss. Jeremy Grant led the team with 21 points, while fellow starters Sadiq Bey with 14 and Mason Plumlee with 11 joined Grant with double digits. Mason Plumlee also had 8 rebounds as did DeLon Wright who thruppled that with team leading numbers of 6 assists and 4 steals. Off the bench Josh Jackson had 11 points and Isaiah Stewart had his second career double double with 10 points and a team leading 10 rebounds. The starting Phoenix backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker combined for 43 while Chris Paul stuffed the stat sheet with 7 rebounds and 9 assists to go along with his 20 points. DeAndre Ayton had a game high 13 rebounds and Frank Kaminsky had had three triples on his way to a 15-point night. Cam Johnson and Etwan Moore each had double digits off the bench for the Suns, who were able to even the season series up at one apiece against the Pistons. Another team that was able to avenge an early season loss to Detroit was the defending champion Los Angeles Lakers, but it took some extra time as they beat the Pistons 135-129 in an exciting double overtime game. The Pistons' 129 points were the most by the team this year, and they were led once again by Jeremy Grant, who had a career-high tying 32 points, four rebounds, and six assists against the defending champs. DeLon Wright had his second 20-point game with the Pistons, tossing in 22 to go along with a team-high 10 assists for his first double-double of the season for Detroit. Mason Plumlee was active with 15 points, eight rebounds, and six assists, while Josh Jackson also had eight rebounds to go along with a season-high 28 points before fouling out in overtime. Jackson got scorching hot in the second half and was a key to Detroit getting back into the game. Svi Michalik also had 11 points and 6 boards off the bench. LeBron James and Anthony Davis proved to be just a bit too much for Detroit as the pair combined for 63 points, each scoring at least 30 while James had a double-double with 11 assists and 5 boards while Davis was able to grab 5 rebounds as well. The Pistons didn't really have an answer for Dennis Schroeder either who had 22 points and 8 assists. Detroit was without Blake Griffin against the Lakers who sat out resting on the back end of a back-to-back -back, while Wayne Ellington missed both games with a right calf injury and Derrick Rose sat out both most likely due to the trade being in the works and not wanting to risk injuring him. Detroit split the weekend against the spread and now stands at 12-10-1 against it and the under came in Friday while the over came comfortably in on Saturday. The Pistons will come back home to take on James Harden and the Brooklyn Nets on Tuesday night at Little Caesars Arena at 7 o'clock and that game will be on Fox Sports Detroit and WWJ 950am. This has been your Pistons Game Recap. Big weekend for your Detroit Pistons. Thanks to Brother Brian for providing the recap as always. We will have more on that Brooklyn Nets game coming up on Tuesday. The return of Bruce Brown. No Kevin Durant in the lineup for the Nets. Will we see Dennis Smith Jr.? Probably not uh, quite on Tuesday, but I suspect that we will see him soon. Plenty more on the trade on Tuesday's show as well. I'm looking for your reaction as well. What do you think about the return for Derrick Rose? What do you think about the year plus of Derrick Rose's time with the Detroit Pistons? A little bit surreal to see the former MVP 
wearing number 23 in Detroit for the Pistons. It was fun. It was a nice ride, and I'm glad to see that the Pistons got something that could help out possibly in the future as well. A salute to Derrick Rose for the player that he was in Motown as well, and we know that behind the scenes a little bit of mentoring and setting the tone of professionalism and seriousness around these last couple years as well. So a good run for Derrick Rose in Detroit, a good return for Troy Weaver, and uh, we'll see what happens with these uh, these assets in the future with Dennis Smith and also a pick probably in the late 30s of the Charlotte Hornets coming over to the Detroit Pistons who need assets to rebuild this franchise in the worst way, and Troy Weaver takes a step in the right direction to do that on Sunday afternoon. Uh, also, just a quick note from the weekend, uh, Seku getting the start on Saturday night and also Svi playing more minutes lately. I was curious if when this trade talks were happening that maybe they were auditioning Svi and Seku to possibly be in that deal with Derrick Rose to bring maybe a better pick over in terms of maybe that uh, Dallas first-round pick next year, something like that. So that was where my head was at. So when the news was breaking how this might be the framework, I was wondering if that was the holdup of a couple hours, if they were trying to negotiate a bigger deal or not. Turned out to not be the case, and those guys are still with us here in Pistons land. But that wraps up this edition of Locked on Pistons. I am your host, Matt Shook. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Hollinger and Duncan. Have a great day, and we'll have more for you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.